Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. What's up, people who decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You know, I have this um, plan. I never do it, but I always think about uh, for Halloween, wearing a Christmas, wearing a Santa suit and like skulking around and being Christmas creep. Sure. That won't get you arrested. It's Halloween. What are you going to do? But yeah, if you're arrested on Halloween, I don't think that's true. No, the police just don't even go to work that day. It's just, oh, that's again, not my experience. Well, there's a whole series of documentaries about Halloween. And crime that happens on it. They're documentaries? Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't. I thought they were fiction. No. That's alarming. It's all, all of that stuff is true. I can't believe you didn't know that. I did not know that. But yeah, man, the tree's up at our house. We, uh, no F's given. We're, we're, we're in the, we're in the spirit. All right. Real or fake? So, hear me out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fake then. Up until literally, like literally every Christmas in the 12 years uh, we've been married, we've had a real tree, um, but based on some scheduling stuff this year and then some future plans for next year, we went ahead and bought a uh, a fake tree. You know what? I've had a fake pre-lit for the last several years and the ease of it is remarkable and yeah. um, that's all good, but somewhere deep in my heart, the experience you, of going out to the lot and smelling it and shopping it and finding your tree and taking and then it. fighting it and then being covered in <sighs> sap and, and then, yeah vacuuming it and hoping it doesn't and catch vacuuming fire it and, and vacuuming it and vacuuming yeah, it over and over <laughs> and watering it and then vacuuming it again and then forgetting to water it and vacuuming it 10 times yeah yeah but wait uh, one of these days i want to switch back to the real ones just because um i feel like it's a i feel like it's an experience that my daughter isn't getting to have that whole going out late at night and shopping for trees yeah uh, oh, well, we shift back to it. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is everything my house smells like pine trees and cinnamon and um, I'm in a I'm I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there for that. I mean, you and I know more than anybody that nog season is upon us. Nog season. Yes. Well, at my house, officially, it starts on on Friday after Thanksgiving, actually Thursday, Thursday afternoon after after dinner on Thanksgiving. It's fully nog seasons when I'll be making the first batch. Yeah, we'll be we'll be nogging it up for sure. Yep, and I got I got two more of my uh, my moose mugs. Sweet, I've got a full set now. Sweet. So sweet, it's all coming together, man. I, I mean, look, adulting is sometimes hard, but when it comes to holiday beverages, yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna do it. It all works out, absolutely. So, what have you been up to? Well, let's see. Um, this weekend was pretty quiet. We had um, the karaoke on Friday, which was fun. Although the the karaoke energy started strong and kind of petered out. Um, okay. I ended up doing the last hour or so of it just as a solo acoustic show because uh, I had no takers for karaoke. Um, That's fair. Yeah, it happens. It's fine. Um, 
I guess people who do karaoke with turntables or d- computers instead of com- guitars end up just DJing some. Yeah, or they, they end up doing their own solo doing sets. Doing their own solo sets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I ended up doing. Um, and then on Saturday, um, I think I talked about this last week, we had a scheduling glitch a yes. with Pig Pounder, and um, we ended up not playing on Saturday, so had a had a Saturday off, which was... Um, Oh, you know, okay, it's fine. I, well, what did you what did you do for your Saturday? Um, I don't recall. Nothing fantastic. You didn't go and see a show or anything. Not or? on Saturday. Sunday we went to the Renaissance Festival. Okay, so that was quite a thing. Um, just cosplayers and yes, and I was I was there. Um, I had my child was cosplaying because she had a fancy Renaissance dress. I was wearing jeans and a shirt, and um, she came up and put her toy uh time turner from harry potter around my neck okay and that was your that was my that costume was, i was a time I traveler see. from now i Get like it. how i told it i said it's a toy time turner like it was not a real time turner to be clear oh thank you for clarifying yeah 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 it's just it doesn't actually send you through time the way the way a real one does um but my joke is people ask me where i was from was i'm from 2021 and it all works out Nice. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we couldn't get it through the Senate, but President Hannity's going to sort the whole thing out. <laughs> it's not a problem. We are not that kind of podcast. <laughs> we're, not, we're not. We're not. We're just not. Yes. But, you know, that, that joke got a lot of good audience at the Renaissance Festival. It was, uh, it was we're clearly. Yeah, it seems like that's when you kind of worked your way through. You yeah. kind of found it. I did. I did. I did. It, it evolved as the day went on. Yeah. Yeah. Tried a couple of presidents until it landed right. Uh, I <laughs> yeah, President Hannity was a killer for. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Well, good. Um, in other news, the um, all of the social stuff with uh, with the group is just kind of blowing up. We officially crossed seven hundred members of the Facebook group, and um, our friend Adam Womack uh, was right to point out that um. While there are 706 members of the group, there are only 350 people who like the podcast group, the uh, the actual podcast page. Right. Um, so Adam said, uh, y'all need to th- fix this. And y'all meaning you and everybody else. So, uh, yeah, if you don't, if you, if you're in the group and you're, n- you don't follow the podcast page, you should do that and vice versa. Um, let's see what other stuff have we got going on? Um, our friend Leonard Patterson, who runs Indie Band Coach, um, was kind enough to, uh, post a very lovely, um, blog about how his band, um, was kind of went through growing their, uh, audience organically and, uh, online, uh, with their three part plan, which was really, really good. Really fantastic branding ideas in there. Really, really. Absolutely. So, um, he, uh, we have that on the uh, Cover Band Confidential blog, which you can find at coverbandconfidential.com. Um, and then some just lively conversations and some polite reminders for people that, you know, this group is for more than just posting videos of your band and not providing any content or commentary. Um, and then outside of that, I had something kind of cool happen. And it kind of, I think this, this will kind of dovetail into what we start doing in the future. Um, when I am feeling just a wild hair. You know, I was writing those blog posts on our site for a while, but also just in general, been writing stuff about small business owners, entrepreneurship and stuff and posting them on LinkedIn. And out of the blue, some guy I don't know, um, but found me on through LinkedIn, read something I wrote and left a very complimentary 
comment about how that was helpful and encouraging. So I was like, huh. Um, so what I may start doing is I may start taking some of that content that's not necessarily completely music focused and start posting those in the blog as well. Sure. Just to kind of give some different flavors of stuff. Yeah. So be on the lookout for, look out for that kind of stuff. And, you know, we may kind of re kick the, uh, the blog up, just kind of keep more content coming out. So that's at least the short term goal. Yeah. Love it. Good stuff. Love it. Love it. So musically, I got nothing going on. Um, <laughs> well, which I have, um, I have one thing. It's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. I have a Fender Acoustasonic Tele showing up here on Friday. Ooh. Yeah. Talking about gear, um, somebody on Craigslist posted a Roland GR707. I don't know what that is. You would know it if you saw it. I'll send you a link afterwards. But um, it is the quite possibly the most 80s guitar in existence. Mm. And um, I've been eyeing them on Reverb, and this guy posted something on Craigslist not far from my house for a very a very good price. And I'm trying to see if I can wheel and deal. Um, oh, man, look at that guitar. Yeah, I just right? Googled it. That's crazy. Yeah, seriously. And it's it's one of those Fuji Gen made, you know, Les Paul. It's basically a Les Paul, just the craziest looking one you've ever seen. Um, and they're, they, everyone, I've played one before and they're, they're legit and really good. So I'm fingers crossed I can make that happen before we leave for this weekend. We're going to Asheville, um, and doing Chattan- family stuff in Chattanooga and, uh, around Atlanta. And then, um, coming back and just getting into the swing of things in the holiday season. It's the holiday season. So whoop-dee-doo. And dickery dock. Um, so do you, have you started working up any holiday tunes? Yes. Um, so, uh, the duo has, uh, three gigs in December, one of which is the 22nd. And we have decided we're going to do some holiday sing-along business in that. So we're going to spend a little time this, um, this weekend getting ready for the one that is on Wednesday and then, um, really kind of lean into it as the. As the weeks go by, but um, I have been working up my personal favorite, maybe favorite song, possibly favorite song, mm. which is The Christmas Song by Mel Torme, a.k.a. Yes. Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. I'm super partial to the Nat King Cole version. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I there have been a lot of really good versions of it. Um, you know, Torme wrote it, so I always credit him, but um, yeah. for sure, for sure, the Nat King Cole is very, very nice. I'd love to see your chord chart. I've seen it done many times, many ways. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. So um, I'd love to see. I'd like. I'd love to see your, your arrangement. I think I have it in C. Okay. A lot of them are in C. That's a thing um, f- for guitar players and Christmas songs. That's kind of unfortunate. Is that they were all written by piano players? Yeah. And so <laughs> true. This in this season, lots of. You know, buskers and church musicians and regular guys are are having to pull out their their songbooks and learn relearn a bunch of ten set chords for you know three weeks worth of music. Right. But that so yeah, it's good for you to say that you've got a you you've got a favorite song. I don't know if I've got a favorite. Um, there's so many that I really really love. Um, but I. <laughs> The one I keep thinking of is another Odd Lang Syne, which is not really my favorite song, but I just, it's, it's one of those like 
guilty pleasures. Like it's so bad. Yeah. I think it was around this time last year you introduced me to the glory that is Christmas shoes. Christmas shoes. Yeah, it's hard to go wrong. The f- just the process of you live streaming your experience. <laughs> I, did. I did. I live. I live posted. My, oh, it was my, so good. My inaugural listen of Christmas shoes. Um, um, and uh, the other great Christmas song that I really, really love is "Merry Christmas from the Family." Um, I can't remember who wrote it. Let me Google that real quick because it's. It's, uh, now, as far as the songs that we do, um, or we have done, we do Last Christmas because we kind of have to. Um, we do Run Run Rudolph. We do, it's closer to the Brian Adams take than the Chuck Berry take. But even with the Brian Adams take, I speed it up about 10%. It's, mm. it's, it's chugging. Um, and then we do uh, What Christmas Means to Me by Stevie Wonder. Yep. It's one of my favorites. Yep. But like when we're, when you're doing a show and it is quote unquote a holiday show, like what are you doing percentage wise of like holiday stuff to non holiday stuff? Um, well, I think you have to be sensitive to where you are in the holidays. Yeah. So my one on December fourth will be a nod to the holidays. To be you know ten ten percent. Um, yeah. I think the one on the twenty second might be half holiday music. Okay. Um. I did a show last year that was explicitly, deliberately three hours of holiday music. <gasps> um, well, the beauty is it was people cycling through the line to sit on Santa Claus. Oh, that's right. I remember. I remember you talking about so, that. So you just kind of just reset yeah, every forty-five nobody minutes. Nobody really cares if you're going to do, you know, let it snow for the third time. It's fine. Oh, the weather outside is weather. It was weather. It was. It was quite chilly um, that day, but. Um, Anyway, I, that's the most that's the most density of Christmas music I've done. No, I understood. An explicit Christmas show. Um, and we'll go back. We can go back to that a little bit later because it's a part of the thing that I want to talk about uh-huh. this episode. Um, but yeah, the only other thing I wanted to bring up is it got a little spicy talking about stage setups and uh, talking about uh, V drums in the um, the methods of keeping stage volume down. Yep. Very spicy subject. Oh, it is. You know, I know that you have you've said your piece about it, and I know our our drummer is very anti um, anti it. But I, I also know a bunch of drummers that um, have switched and think it's great. And, uh, the thing that I posted today was a uh, a picture of Bloss Elias's rig. Um, for those of you who don't know who he is, uh, Bloss Elias was the drummer for Slaughter, up all night, sleep all day. Mm. And before that, the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, hmm. who were featured on, you know, <laughs> they were featured on the Nightmare Before Elm Street soundtrack, Love Kills. That's a, dude, that's a banger. You should, you should listen to that. I should. Anyway, um, Bloss Elias is a Highlander, as far as I can tell. He looks exactly the same as he did uh, 40 years ago, and I don't understand it. But anyway, um, post-Slaughter, he has been um, a Vegas guy. Uh, he played with Blue Man Group and a group called um, Raiding the Rock Vault. But he's currently a, the touring drummer for Trans Siberian Orchestra. There you go. And uh, he posted his um, his view from one of their shows, one of their arenas, and he is playing a gnarly TD fifty Roland kit. And from the looks of it, it's first of all that kit is like twenty grand, right? Like easy. But um, yeah, it was just it's interesting to be playing an arena show 
where, you know, you could theoretically play as loud as you want and they've got a completely silent stage. Nothing is making noise other I, than cymbals. I think V drums make the most sense in an arena. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. I mean, essentially, the signal you're taking off of them is, in theory, the same as what would be coming into mics off a live kit. So why make that much noise, you know, right there? Why have to buy earplugs? Yeah, I mean, the other thing to consider is, um, and I hadn't, I've never seen Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I don't know if you've ever been I have to not. one of the shows. I have not. Um, they were here last weekend or weekend before or something like yeah. that. Um, they, um, there are a lot of vocalists on stage. Yes. Yeah. It's essentially a choir. I mean. Yes. It's a, it's like a five piece rock band or maybe six piece. Um, and then like 12 to 14 singers. Right. So the fact that it's completely silent on stage. Um, I also saw their freaking encore, like their like finale. Um, they bring out a, Two Tesla coils. <laughs> yes, I was. I did uh, a, a coworker of mine went to it, and he was talking about that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean they're they're doing something right. Yeah, they play they play the finale on Tesla coils. Yeah. <laughs> they so probably don't even have good. to. Yeah, I don't. Have you ever been in the in the same room as a Tesla? Coil? Oh yeah. They are. It's intense. Obnoxiously loud. It's intense. Yeah. So I can only imagine what that sounds like in an arena. Yeah, well, and you can kind of feel them in the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pretty good. Good stuff. So that, I guess, I mean, that just goes to show that for, you know, there's different tools for different gigs, but I don't think anybody should, uh, should be slagging somebody else for the choices that they make because Bloss Elias for all intents and purposes is the like prototypical, like rock and roll drummer. Like he's just this lanky, long haired, blonde dude doing stick tricks and stuff. And he's playing a digital kit. So there are no rules or if, yeah. Anyway. My two cents. Cha-ching. Exactly. Cash that check. Ba-boom. Do with a gig ass. Anyway. Anyway. Let's talk about the thing that I decided we were going to talk about. All right. Before we do, let's do this. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Entertainment lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device using Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. And we're back. Man. It's like a lifetime has passed. It is. It is. Things, things happen around here. So anyway, the thing I want to talk about, and this is this is a bit of a finger wagging thing, and this is also just a, a friendly suggestion for all of you guys out there. Um, I want to talk tonight, today, this afternoon, this morning, about being a good audience member. So let's let's unpack that a bit. Most of us are um, are the people who are on stage. 
we go, we do the shows for the people and they're looking at us and we're playing our shows and that's how this whole thing works. But occasionally you might be put in a situation where you are on the other end of that exchange. Yep. And I don't know if you've heard about this. Guys, have you heard about this? Um, we don't have a very good reputation about being good audience members. <laughs> That's really true. What, you know, <laughs> a lot of people are saying that uh, we're the kind of people who sit in the back uh, with our arms folded while other bands do their thing and waiting yeah. for them Judging. to... Judging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm shocked by this. I'm not. But yes, it is. that is the understanding of what band what, guys do. Yeah, so what do you think that is? Well, I mean, first of all, I think there's some truth to it. I think it's, you know, when I when I go out to hear bands play, um, which, first of all, isn't often and should be more often, and I think we can probably all say that. Absolutely, 100% agree. Um, but when I do, it's really hard to not listen to them as a professional. It's really hard to give myself room to just be engaging with them as a consumer of what they're putting out. Yeah. Um, because, because... I just think that's a function of how much we have invested in our own performance and our own show. And we see people doing things differently. We're like, oh, well, I, I considered doing it that way, but I thought of a better way. It's, just, right. it's kind of automatic that that's there for us. And um, um, I think the thing that would be good if we started being honest with ourselves about is how much that sucks for us and for them. Yeah, it's uh, and, not good. And how much we should just knock that off. So you kind of you, you you kind of alluded to it but I I want to I want to maybe dig into it a, a little bit deeper. You're saying that we kind of sit in the back and there's kind of a judgment thing, there's kind of an objective uh, analysis. Um yeah, I, I if 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 we manage not to be judgmental, it still is it's really hard not to be analytical. I think analysis is a good way to put it. You know, it's you're you're assessing how the mix is because that's what you're trained to do as you're listening to your band or your I don't know, listening to the lead guitarist's lines, you know, and, and, you know, we've worked so hard to get that piece of solo down for, you know, the first solo in Comfortably Numb and he did, how'd he do and does he, you know, put it the same way I do and it's just, all that's really automatic and really easy to fall into. I think it goes a little, I think it's a bit more insidious than that. I think, I think there's, there's a bit more to the, what what you're doing. So yeah, we are analyzing, but you, you kind of, you kind of said it a bit where you're like, well, I would, you know, I see they're, they're doing it this way and I don't do it that way because of X, Y, and Z. Right. I think there's, a, there's, there's a bit of a jealousy component. I think there's a bit of an insecurity component that can play into that. And that's why like you, you, you hear all these kind of like stories about guitar players sitting in the back with their arms folded because they're in all, for all respect, they're mad that they're not yeah. up there. Yeah. 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 And I think that we, I think we need to ad admit that for what it is, which is a lot of times when we are at shows, we are not good audience members because we're too busy thinking about ourselves and our bands and why this, you know, they got this show and I didn't. And, you know, just all of the ugly stuff. Yeah. I mean, how, how often do you walk away from an experience with another band you know, just in a bar or whatever, thinking, God, I wish my band was that good. Or, God, my band's so much better than that. 
I, well, yeah. I, I rarely walk out just like in having enjoyed the show that they put on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always some comparisons happening. Well, and, and, and I don't think comparison is bad. I think, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, innovation and trying new things. And so I think, you know, to your point, we should be going out and seeing more shows. Sure. Because it is a, it is a good way to um, gain intelligence around um, showmanship and song flow you and bet. all those things. And there are ways for you to take good stuff that you see from groups and incorporate it into your group without it being, you know, plagiarism or, you know, it yeah, being theft. so on the nose. Yeah. You know, we're all kind of doing the same thing the same way. And, but there's ways that you can do it to make it unique. Um, and I would say that I, on occasion will go out and I will see someone. I'll be like, no, wow, they're really good. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I don't have a problem seeing a band and going, wow, yeah, they're better than us. Um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with objectively saying that. Right. Because there, there are bands at all different tiers, um, of experience and professionalism and muse musicality. Sure. And sometimes they're just really good bands and you should go and see bands that are better than you. A hundred percent. You should be doing that all the time. Totally. You know, when I was, um, when I was first coming up, one of the things that a lot of people said to me was you, you don't want to be the best player in your band. And and I think the same goes here. You don't want to be the best band in your market. You know, because if you are, then, then that, um, inhibits growth in a very, you know, stifling kind of way. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want to, it's, it's the big fish, small pond kind of thing. Right. Right. And, and yeah, the, the opportunities where I've grown the most as a musician have been in the times where I was like, I was struggling. I was, I felt like the weak link in a, in a situation. Totally. And you had to step up, right? You had to, yeah, totally forced me to rise to the occasion. The best thing that can happen. Put the work in. Yeah. hundred percent. Best thing that can happen. So yeah, going out and seeing bands that are better than you is actually a really great way to up your game. Um, now, but let's, but let's go a step further. All right. So the other thing that the objective, the, 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 you know, objective, listening and the critical ear and all of that does is that because what we're doing is so obvious and so apparent to other people, it's apparent to the people on stage too. Mm. And so whether when you, if, if you're at a show and you or or if your band is playing a show and you see somebody from your local scene that's standing in the back with their arms folded, you lock in on that. Yeah. You know, it's happening. Yeah. And what does that do to you as a performer? Well, suddenly my attention's on them. Right. You know, and it, it's away from other things. Yeah. And I'm, I'm concerned about what they're thinking. Well, and, and it, what it becomes is it becomes this kind of energy suck. Totally. In the room. And so it may throw you off, but nobody else gets it besides you. So I would say, and, and that's, I think that's the other thing that, that kind of sucks about that whole situation is that we are just straight up bad audience members. Mm-hmm. So I would say the thing that all of us should be doing is we should be, if we're going to be there, we're, we should be up front and we should be participating and we should be, um, we should be giving energy and not just taking it as an audience member. So what does that look like to be giving energy as an audience member? It, it looks like standing up front. It looks like enjoying yourself. It's dancing or singing along or just being 
you know, it's it's kind of like what we were talking about being the thermostat mm. in a room. You know, you can do that as a as a band member. You can do that as an audience member too. For sure, for sure. So like, there have been times where um, I've gone to a show and maybe it's early in the night and the band's just kind of getting started, and I don't care. I'll go up front and I'll start pounding my fists and kind of dancing around and ha- and just to see if we if if I can kind of break the ice for more people in the audience to go, oh, this is okay to come up and enjoy. I don't necessarily need to feel self-conscious about, you know, getting too into it early in the early in the evening. Sure. Um, last weekend, I was out with my brother and got a text from our bass player, Mike, and said, hey, I'm playing with a 90s group uh, down the road. Uh, we started around 9.30. And I was like, cool. And I was thinking can I make this happen? And I was like, yeah, I think I can. So I just took an Uber over and, um, caught the first, basically their entire first set and part of their second set before I had to, I had to head out. But I, I made sure that I was up front. I wanted to make sure that, you know, my friend knew that I was there to support him. And also I was, I was being, you know, a good den mom. I went and got him some water and when his water (laughs) ran out, I got him some more like just friend stuff. But I wanted to make sure that he wasn't the only one who knew that I was there and, that I was I was there to support them. Yep. And I had way more fun than I would have if I was just standing there in the back did. going, oh, the guitar player didn't quite play the solo, right? Like, yeah. And and you know what? Just just saying, you can do that while you're having fun too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. Oh, fun fact about that gig, the drummer for that band, who was uh-huh. it was a grunge kind of 90s band, he was playing V drums. <laughs> well, there you go. And they sounded great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that there's, um, from the, from the perspective of the stage, right. We're really clear about the fact, I I want to say we, I mean, you and me and everyone listening, us band folks are really clear about the sort of physics of the energy exchange between the band and the audience. Yep. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure a civilian audience is as aware of the difference they make to the band, but we certainly are as audience members who play. We absolutely are clear about that. And I think, I think as just good citizens in a scene, it's kind of our duty to be the ones leading the charge of putting energy back at the band. I think that's just, um, or we could take that on. I think we don't have to do anything, but I think we could take that on and it'd be a good, um, you'd, you'd come to be known as something very different in the scene. <laughs> you know, yeah. if when you're there as an audience member, it's a great time because you're in the audience. Um, that'd be a pretty cool way to be known. Yeah. That's, that is the better. That's the, that's the reputation you want to garner Yep. in your area. And like I said, I'm not, I'm not the best at that. The other thing that I, that, that has been kind of fun about going to shows is that I, I know people and I know I've, I've tried to, you know, have good relationships with people. And sometimes you go to a show and then you end up being in the show. Yep. And that's fun too. Getting to get up on stage and, um, you know, hang with some, some other musicians doing stuff you don't normally do. Uh, that's always a lot of fun. So I think, I think in general, um, you should be going out to more shows and you should be participating in your community. Um, and I think you will have more fun and other people will have more fun 
because you're having fun. Yep. Engagement is always better than disengagement. 100%. Also, be sure to wear hearing protection. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is important. I was actually just shopping this at um, the company I bought my custom in-ears from. They can now do me custom earplugs. Yeah. And um, and they're pretty cheap, so I might, I might go for that. Uh, I, I just bought a pair of uh, ear racers. Yeah, how are they? They are fantastic. Huh. As far as um, like universal fit musician uh, earplugs, mm-hmm. they are very nice. For cool. 39 bucks, you can get them on um, Amazon. Um, mine came with like a like an indestructible like aluminum, like almost like a bullet style case. Challenge accepted. You know, I, this word indestructible. I, it's, <laughs> I have managed to destruct quite a few things. It would take... It would take a lot of effort. All right. All right. They're, they currently live in a pocket in one of my jackets, and I don't see them getting crushed or, you know, messed with whilst they're inside that case. Fair. So. But that's my rant. All right. Good rant. That's how I feel about it. Good rant. Good rant. Well, so go be a good audience member. Yeah. And this being the week of Thanksgiving, um, Dan and I figure we would end our episode by... Coming up with five things we are thankful for. I haven't done any pre-planning about this. Yeah, this is going to be total stream of consciousness. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I'm thankful that my new Acoustasonic Tele is coming on Friday. Yes. And I'm very excited about it. Early Christmas to me. Yeah. I am thankful for AirPods because yeah. I wear them I wear them all day. Yeah. Do you have the pros? I don't. They're good. When they... um. When these break, which they like, as far as technology goes, AirPods are like the most recent revolutionary technology that I've purchased mm. because it fundamentally changed the way that I do lots of things. It was it wasn't just like oh I bought a set of earphones like I bought this these things that I wear like ten to twelve hours a day now. <laughs> you know what? When I was in San Francisco, um, probably. One person in three on the street had a pair of AirPods in their ears. They were they were a, a good buy. Yeah. And when they break, I will cry and I will immediately buy another pair. Yep. Yep. Let's see. I am grateful for um, – I'm grateful that my daughter is six. Yeah. Six is a good age. You just wait. Six is good. She was um, – I've been through six. You re- oh, how, I, I, how I'm yours? looking forward to – well, I've got a – you know – the oldest one's nine. Oh, I didn't. I thought they were younger. And then the little one's four and a half. I, oh, I can't I wait you. till he's six because he's being kind of uh, impossible right oh, now. Oh no, four and, and, four and is, a half. Four and a half is miserable. No, but six is six. We're liking six. Cool. Six is awesome. Yeah. It gets it gets more difficult as it goes. Well, that's what I hear. But new s- challenges. Six is six is pretty killer. Six is cool. I am thankful for time off. Mm. I think we're at a point now where it's kind of like, I'd like to be more busy, but I'm, I'm kind of enjoying the fact that I'm not busy right now. Yeah. And I'll be, I'll, I'll be missing it. It's, you know, for sure. Um, in about a week or so, but, uh, I don't miss it right now. (laughs) I'm, I'm quite satisfied with not being busy right now. Yeah. 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 It's perfect timing to be not busy. It is. It is the right time of year to not, not be busy. Um, I am thankful for my relationship with um, 
a couple of local venues, Pig Pounder and um, I think I think the other one that's going to be similar is Odin Brewing. Both of which, by the way, are about two-thirds of a mile from my house in opposite directions. So nice. it's incredibly close. And, um, you know, so we had the scheduling snafu at Pig Pounder last week, and um, she was so gracious about it. And we have no idea how it happened or if she screwed it up or I screwed it up. But like, it so didn't matter. And she's so in on us and on me and – um, and then I left there with the wrong check. She had a DJ that the next night and I left the karaoke with his check and which was the wrong name and the wrong amount of money. And, you know, like we just sorted that out and like, she's so just chill about, I've, I've worked with people who at this point would have decided that I'm a pain in the butt and we're going to cut ties. And sure. she's just like so gracious and great and easy. And I'm just really, really grateful to have that relationship. And I, and I, I have rumblings that this other place is going to be the same way. So. Good. Yeah. I'm really grateful for, for relationships with those venues. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see. I had one and then I was hearing you talk about that and I lost it. <laughs> um, what? Oh man. Was it before? It was time off? It was time off. Um, you can cut all the silence out, right? All right. Now. Yeah. I'll cut it all out. Ha 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 ha. Um, Shoot. It was a good one. It'll come back to you. It will. I'm grateful for Taco Bell for the way home from shows. Yeah. It's a crucial it's a or whatever one. it is for you, but for me it's Taco Bell. No, I mean there Taco Bell's the only fast food like right by my house. There's like a cookout, but some of y'all may not know what cookout is, but it's but if, and it's that's a shame cuz cookout's amazing. It, it for what it is. Oh, for what it is. Which is, you know, greasy garbage food. Uh, and all the milkshakes you can imagine. Yeah. I am grateful for... I'm grateful for the, the Facebook community that we've been able to grow. Mm. It's, it's, it's starting to like... It's becoming kind of self-reliant in uh, generating its own content, and that's been cool. Yep. And just the general progress of the group, you know, putting the, the website out and getting the Instagram deal up and just kind of in general um it's been encouraging to be an encourager absolutely and the growth of the listenership to the podcast has been incredible incredible yeah. this year absolutely incredible you know we we could theoretically we could easily triple our listenership now and we because we basically tripled our listenership this year mm -hmm. so it, it could go even more than that so that would be that would be awesome yeah what are we at four yeah, I think so. There may be two more each. Uh, you may be one ahead of me. I did. I did. I lapped you. Um, you. So you should go. Let's see. Oh, man, this is killing me. <laughs> well, we said all the important stuff. We can stay, say the dumb stuff now. I'm grateful for yeah. sleep because that's where I'm a Viking. <laughs> that's a that's a Ralph Wiggum it deep is. cut. It is. Because that's all. I'm grateful really that, all that my cat's breath smells like cat food. You have to whisper it though. My cat breath smells like cat food. Yeah. I am grateful for um, being like a musician this year. I wasn't just a singer. Ah. I got to like I've been I've been actively playing guitar just for my own self enrichment, mm. which I haven't always had time for. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thankful mostly for my team. Um, guys who have stepped up and made the operational stuff with my band 
much easier. And hopefully it, at some point um, could be self-reliant. Fantastic. So that if, you know, if we end up becoming, you know, superstar podcasters, which I can, I mean, it's right around the corner any oh, yeah. day now. Any day. I'm, you know, I got my resignation letter to my job all written. <laughs> Calling in rich. That's right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got um, that FU podcast money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go be a professional podcaster for cover band musicians. That's right. Steve. <laughs> I don't know who your manager is. It's not Steve. But yeah. Um, this has been a good year. It has. It's been, um, this year has been better than last year was. In <laughs> yes. Almost every conceivable almost way. Almost every possible way, yes. yes. So yes. I'm thankful for a good year. Yep. Yep. Very good. All right, my friend. Well, listen, it has been a, it's been a, a pleasure. Yeah. Uh, uh, spending this, uh, this year with you. Indeed. So, uh, guys, I hope that, um, you get to listen to this, you know, either, on your way driving somewhere for family or locked in a closet <laughs> trying to avoid your family. <laughs> in a bunker. <laughs> Either way, we are here to support you in uh, in doing that. So a lot of, uh, as a as a avid podcast like Glutton, um, I've been painfully aware that some shows have taken this week off. And we, I, I actually text, I texted, Dan on Saturday or Sunday, and I was like, "We have to do an episode yeah, this week." Yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> so, really, it's it's been it's been a ghost ghost town out there on my podcatcher. Yeah, I'm way catched up, caught way catched. Mm. I'm way caught up, and I hate it. Yeah, I'm having to like go back and be like, "Oh, what is that one I missed?" Ugh, kill me. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks guys again for your continued support. If you um, haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. Uh, share with your bandmates. Um, we had one guy come in and just like invite 20 of his buddies in his local scene. So we have like a very huge, like Washington, um, population now in the group. So, um, if you feel so inclined to do that, please do. And, um, suggest the, uh, episodes and podcast to them as well. There you go. Well, that'll do it for us. Happy Turkey day. You guys from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Adam Johnson from Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 78. Have a good week.